Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 66, which we are recording on Tuesday, July 8th, 2014. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And it's time for a regular episode, although the love for the Hohe episode, that was fantastic. It was. It was really great. It Mostly because I really felt the same way about it. I When we finished recording it, and I know you felt this way too, we were both kind of, wow. That was so fun. That was so cool. <laughs> Big old wide eyes yeah. and yeah, giant smiles on our faces. And just how, even though we had a, a a guest with us, it felt, it flowed like a normal show. It really it, did. It felt she like she just fit right in. Exactly. It felt like she'd been here before. Yeah. Like exactly. she could have been sitting right here with us. Exactly. So Hohe, thank you again for the fabulous interview. And thank you to all of you who have commented on the episode. We really do appreciate it. We do. So what are you wearing? I am wearing, well, draped over my shoulders, I am wearing my Breezy Cardigan, which is a pattern by Hannah Fettig. I knit this two years ago, I believe. Yes, two years ago, out of Tosh lace, Madeline Tosh Tosh lace. And I was telling Gail that I don't really feel like it was the best yarn for this sweater because the Tosh yarns are so stretchy. I, I tend to call them super stretch instead of super wash. And knit at this open gauge, it just exacerbated that. And I tend to throw mine in the dryer a lot just to snap it back into shape. I'll sprinkle water on it and then toss it in the dryer to have it snap back in shape. But I have been recovering. Some of you may have heard that I had a minor surgery and I have been recovering. And so I've been wearing this sweater for the past week, almost all the time during the day because it's so light and I drape it over my shoulders as a shawl. I wear it as a sweater when I've been laying down for naps. I've been using it as a blanket. It's a multi-purpose. It is. It's the perfect weight and it's the perfect size. So it's been my recovery sweater, I guess. Well, and I was very impressed when she took it off and then draped it around her shoulders like a shawl. It looked like a rectangular stole (laughs) when she just kind of put the sleeves to the sides. Yeah. It just looked perfect. Like it was meant to do that. (laughs) Kind of like reversible, only better. Yeah. It works, works really well. So it's a great little, great little piece of knitting that I've found many uses for. (laughs) And it's, it always stuns me. You knit that two years ago. And I was thinking to myself, wow, we've been podcasting for over two years. Now it's two Mm -hmm. and a half years. It's crazy, isn't it? It is. Time goes by so quickly. It is. And how about you? What are you wearing? I'm wearing a new finished object. I am wearing my Drifting Cardigan, which is a pattern by Cecily Glawick McDonald. It's a four-purchase pattern on Ravelry. It's actually, you can buy it as an individual pattern or as part of an ebook series that Charlene and I both own because we've both knit this sweater. I've knit it twice now. And this one I knit with Jinx yarn, and that's G-Y-N-X, and it's her single-ply fingering merino. And it's in the colorway called One-Armed Angel. And it's so, so pretty. It actually has little hints of Radiant Orchid and Misty Mauve. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. I'm just trying. I'm wondering what that is a reference to. One-Armed, one-armed Angel, Angel or One-Winged Angel. Sorry, One-Winged Angel. Hmm. Um, I know the 
Dyer behind Jinx Yarn. Laura, she does a lot of role play and things like that. And she, a lot of her yarns are named after like video game characters mm-hmm. and things like that. So there probably is some sort of pop culture mm-hmm. type of reference. Yeah. I just don't know what it is. But great little cardigan. It's an open front cardigan with somewhat drapey sides. And the first one that I knit, I determined it was too big. And I think it's actually the style of the sweater as opposed to the size because it almost bunches under the arm. I don't know if you can see that, Charlene. And I think that's just the way it's supposed to be. So I'm going with it because I really love the yarn and it's just a perfect little layer. Yeah, I don't see it bunching. No. I kept trying to reposition it in the mirror today and then I just decided, nope, that's the way it's supposed to be. It's just very drapey, so it just... Very drapey in the front. loosely, yeah. Yeah, it does. But I really like it. It's a very, very simple knit. You actually start top down, and you knit the back almost like a shrug, and then you end up picking up stitches and knitting a skirt. So you knit down from that point to knit a skirt. And it's really cool because it's kind of biased in the front, and it's just a unique construction. I really like it, and I highly recommend the pattern. So that's Drifting by Cecily Gladick McDonald. I think I've knit that one twice, too. Did you knit one for your sister, maybe? Yeah, I think I okay. did. That sounds familiar. Yeah. So we've both knit it twice. And in looking... So I had been knitting the Candelia sweater, also by Cecily Gladick McDonald. Ripped that out because it was too big. And I've decided that I think the yarn I was using for that, which is going to be a knit-along yarn because it's sangria color, I think I'm going to knit the third pattern in that ebook, which is called Tidal. It's a little button front cardigan with little almost puff sleeves. Oh. So, speaking of that ebook, it's high in my queue now. Let's just put it that way. So, what have you been stalking while you're recovering? I have been stalking so many things. In fact, I think my first day home, I was stalking on Ravelry, adding to my queue. Because <laughs> <laughs> what can what else can you do? Yep. You're sitting in bed with the iPad. Oh, I want to make that. I want to make that. So I've added a lot of things. I have to ask you, in your post-surgery stalking and adding to your queue, a couple days later, post-surgery, did you look at any of those items and think, what was I thinking? Why did I queue that? Or did all of them still make sense to you? No, I think there were a few things that I couldn't, I, I couldn't remember. Well, a few things that, number one, I couldn't remember what they were in terms of, I kept thinking, didn't I see a pattern that had this quality or this characteristic? Okay. And then I couldn't find it. But I, I know that I ultimately probably will go back and take some things off of my queue because I like to keep my queue pretty lean. You're like a one-pager, aren't There's two or three, I think. Wow. But I like to keep it with things that I really do intend to knit, Mm -hmm. and then I give hearts to things. I I put the things in my faves that I just like them, but Mm -hmm. don't really intend to knit. So I try to keep my cue with things that I really do intend to knit, but things really do come and go in there a lot. But the first thing that... I want to make is something that a couple people in our group have made. So I have seen the finished, their finished objects or their project pictures while they're knitting it. And that was Yelena and CD and Carol. They both made a summer tea called Tattoo oh. by Anna Maria Otfos. Mm-hmm. And I believe it is just a top-down circular yoked t-shirt but 
the twist or the difference is that it's got some sort of unique stitch pattern. It that, does. Yeah, that I both, was going to test both it. of them. Oh, you were okay. Yeah. Both of them kind of mentioned, maybe not them, but excuse Inez. me. In all of my reading and looking at the the test knits and the projects that are already in Ravelry, some people have mentioned that it was difficult to keep in pattern when they were increasing or decreasing. So I haven't looked at the exact stitch pattern yet. But it is knit in one of my favorite bases, which is the Merino Light base. So it, it looks interesting. It's really cute. And Inez also knit one. I'm pretty I sure. think I've yeah. seen hers too. And yes. La 007. Yes. Yeah, she yes. knit one. I as did well. look at hers as well. Yep. So there was there were several people that I really liked their version of it. So that's that's a possibility. Second one is a shawl pattern that we mentioned last week with Hohe. It's called Let Your Heart Unwind. And Hohe designed that for an upcoming fiber festival in the UK. And I think I have something in stash. And I think I want to start that one right away because everything is there. I have the pattern. I have the yarn. Why not start that one right away? Well, now so, you can because Unwind Brighton, the event for which she designed that is this that's weekend. That's starting, yes, because yeah. I know that she's going to be flying over there yep. for the event. So those are the two. I just picked two. Just out of two? All, yeah, out of all the things, there's there's a lot. Anybody can look at my queue, but the queue is constantly <laughs> changing. So those were the two that I thought had the most potential to be cast on soon. How about you? Are you stocking anything? I have not been stocking that much because, and I blame this 100% on Dana and Brittany of the Just One More Row podcast, they started a knit-along called Christmas in July. And this is an annual knit-along that they do, but this is the first time I've felt compelled to participate. Usually I think, nah, I don't want to do anything gift-wise or Christmassy in July. Well, I've kind of gone a little bit crazy, so... I did all my stocking pre-knit-along start, which was July 1, and now that I've moved through those into finished objects, there's only one that's remaining on my stocking list, and that's called the Mochi Mochi Snowmen Pattern, which is by Anna Harakovic, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. They are adorable little teeny tiny white snowmen I've seen those. with the embroidered those face really and hands cute. and the little colored scarf. And Dana told me that when she was knitting those one year for her friends, she had just the white snowman bodies in a bowl on her table. And her husband asked her why she was knitting albino peanuts. <laughs> so I that's one on my stocking list. I will be knitting some of those probably this month, maybe next month. And Hito Fude is still high on my stocking list. It will be cast on soon once I get some of these other projects off the needles. But that's a definite... A lot of people I know are knitting it right now, and I really want to knit it. So it's sitting yeah. there taunting me still. I was telling Charlene that I've been cleaning off my yarn spot on the coffee table, getting ready for the puppy, and I left two skeins of yarn out on the table, and one of them was the yarn to start Hitofu Day. So that's how high up in my soon-to-be-cast-on list it is. So those are my only two stocking items this week. So let's move on to what you're knitting, which looks so pretty. I am working on a couple things. The first thing in my hands is my Via Hent by Martina Beam. Yeah, Beam. Beam, now yes. We know. And I'm pronouncing it Via Hent because that's how she pronounced it. And then she pronounced her own name, Beam. 
Yeah, thank you. I think it was Robbie who linked us to that. To a little video video that Martina had posted of herself talking about the Via Hint shawl. And when she introduced herself, she pronounced her name Beam. I think Sunbeam now. Oh, yes, that works. I remember how to pronounce it. (laughs) So I've picked that up again. I am working on the lace portion at the bottom of the shawl. So I am nearing the end after many, many rounds. It's so pretty, too. It's a really pretty blues and grays color yarn. It's just very soothing. I'm excited to get this one off the needle. It's going to look so pretty on you. (laughs) I can't wait to see it. And then the second thing I'm working on, which I haven't talked that much about, is a sample blanket that I am making. And that is just about done. It was it was a big project. It was 1,600 yards, but it was largely garter stitch and seed stitch and stockinette stitch. So it really wasn't that difficult for me. And I've had a lot of fun knitting it and it actually makes me want to knit more blankets <laughs> isn't that their blankets are addicting yeah i had a really good time doing that so i have yet to block this one and i will see how it turned out but i may have to make a few more blankets i'm thinking about housewarming gifts for a few people oh that's clever. and i think that would be a nice gift so that's i'm Working on that, but also I guess I'm partially stocking blankets too now that I think about it. And then the last thing is my Rayoon sweater from Kirsten Johnstone, which you have heard me talk about in stocking in previous episodes. I finally cast that on this week. I haven't gotten very far. I'm only a few rows into it, but I am knitting that out of the Dragonfly fibers, single-ply merino base, and, oh, the firecracker or fireworks? It's it's in firecracker. I'm blanking out on the name of the base. All I can say is this yarn is dropped-in gorgeous. (laughs) I walked into the house and said, oh my gosh, it's so pretty. It's absolutely phenomenal. It's a dark brown kind of base with just jewel-colored pops of amazing color. Oh, pixie. That's what it's called. Pixie base. It's dragonfly fibers pixie, and I have two skeins in the firecracker. And the rayoon cardigan is partially top-down, partially worked flat sweater, open front sweater with elbow sleeves, and it has shaping because it, it is shaped with an unusual design of ribbing along the sides that extends to the back of the cardigan, which I really like. The The back, the, the ribbing just kind of flows together in the back, and I just liked that little detail. I can't wait to see that one finished yeah. too, both because I'm of the yarn and the style. It. So that one, like I said, barely cast on. I haven't gotten far, so you will definitely be hearing more about that knit in the future. How about you, Gail? What are you knitting? Well, I'm knitting... A Hint of Summer, which is a pullover top by Isabel Kramer. It's a four-purchase pattern on Ravelry, and it's knit in stripes. Of course, you could knit it solid if you want, but the original pattern is striped. It is a top-down, boxy-style sweater, and it has three-quarter length sleeves, and it's 
very simple. You do a provisional cast on and you knit from the shoulders down the back and then you pick up stitches for each front, knit that down. It has a pretty deep v-neck so I'm going to go less deep with the v-neck and then you join to knit in the round after the v-neck shaping is finished and then you just knit, 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 knit until it's as long as you want and then you pick up and knit the sleeves down. So similar kind of construction to boxy and I'm using Madeline Tosh Prairie, which is a lace single ply lace weight yarn in Neon Rose, and I'm using Pagewood Farms, a cobweb single ply held double in a light gray. So we're going all 80s in the color here, and I love the color combination. I absolutely love it. So that's the first thing I'm knitting. As of tonight, I will be test knitting the Magnolia sweater that Hohe was talking about on the last episode. So I'm really excited to be casting that on tonight. I'll be using Western Sky Knits yarn, not the Magnolia base that Hohe used. I'll be using their single ply superwash merino in a colorway called Violetta, which is very different for me. It is browns and purples so it is in the cognac colorway That's for really the knit along and it's gorgeous yarn and i'm so hoping that i really like it and want to wear it when i'm done with it because brown is not usually a color that i tend toward but when it's mixed with these jewel purples it's just so pretty yeah you when you look at the yarn it's not a predominant brown no it's really not it's, it's a highlight brown so yeah that's a good way to describe it. <laughs> so super excited about that. And I didn't write this down on the list of what I'm knitting because I actually thought I'd be ripping it as we were recording this. <laughs> I'm also knitting the Color Craving Shawl by Stephen West. Oh, you thought you'd rip it out. You really didn't like it. I really was prepared to rip it out. I It was released originally as a mystery knit along. So the pattern, which is a four purchase pattern on Ravelry, comes in clues. All the clues are in one pattern, but he released it as four clues. And I am almost finished with clue two of four. It's a three color shawl that has very, very interesting construction. I was really drawn to it in the cephalopod. Yeah, it was cephalopod yarns in their booth. One of their booth attendants was wearing this and she had a variegated yarn as one of the colors at stitches stitches West, i'm sorry yeah. yeah sorry and i was so drawn to it that it went into my queue that weekend and i decided to cast it on after i just have to tell this little story my mom and i took a day off together and we had a mother-daughter day and we went hiking and then we went to a local yarn store where they had two samples of color craving shawls up a four display and my mom said oh look how pretty that is and i looked at her and i said i almost cast that shawl on last night the the yarn is out on the table i don't know why i didn't cast it on so after seeing it with her at the yarn store i cast it on that night and the knitting of it is kind of tedious for me there are a lot of interesting design elements in the pattern so it's not just straight up stockinette and I wasn't overly excited with how the three yarn colors were playing out together. They looked really good in the skein sitting next to each other, but I wasn't loving how it was knitting up. So I brought it over here today to show to Charlene, and she has convinced me that it does look good and I should continue. So <laughs> it wasn't on my list because I didn't think it was going to be a whip, but it is still a whip. Well, so. mostly because I think the portion that you've knit, it makes it look like the colors will be even like 50% yes. one yarn and 50% right. the stripes whereas when you look at the big picture 
the yarn that you're using, the variegated yarn, is actually percentage-wise a smaller portion of the shawl. So Much smaller, yeah. I, I think it will work. I really do. Yeah, and the variegated I'm using is a Western Sky Knits base. It's their sparkly sock base, and it's in a color called Give Me a Gumdrop, and it is just the most gorgeous, beautiful colors, and knitting with it just makes me so happy, mm -hmm. and of course, it's a little bit sparkly, and it is, of the three colors in the shawl, you use the least amount of that color, which means I'll have enough to knit myself to little pom-pom heads, yes. so <laughs> those would be super cute. So that's the color craving shawl, and you'll hear me talking about it. I'm, I'm kind of torn between, do I just gut it out and knit it as fast as I can to get it over with? Because I'm not enjoying the knitting of it, or do I... That's a tough one. Yeah, yeah. or do I just kind of work on it here and there? Yeah. That I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. If we record again in two weeks, we'll see where I am with it's it. It's a tough one, and I know what you mean, because I somewhat have felt that way about my Via Hent, and that's why it's been languishing because I've reached a part where it's just kind of tedious to yeah. go around and around in this lace pattern, but I'm so close. Yeah. So close. And my Vigent is still on the needles for me as well. I just haven't been working on it actively. So I have it with me in my beautiful project bag though. Oh, and I have to say there are two project bag makers that I had to mention really quickly. The one that I have right now is super duper cute yarn ball and swatch material in all of my colors and that's by the silver shed usa on etsy really really well-made project bag i don't typically mention etsy makers unless it's something that i've been really really impressed with and the silver shed usa i'm super impressed with her stuff also another project bag maker love sock knit on etsy i got the cutest pink bag that has these little almost like cartoon pig character on it that is so cute. And they're both the wedge style bags that zip closed and they have a little like wristlet handle on them. And really am enjoying these two project bags. One, they just make me smile when I look at them. And two, they're really well made. So I wanted to mention those. I keep forgetting <laughs> to do that. So that's what we're actually knitting. What have you finished? And it's been, what, four weeks since we talked about things we finished on the podcast. So Oh, that makes it sound bad because I haven't <laughs> finished anything. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the only thing I finished was a sample knit sweater. That's significant. That, I guess it is significant. Yeah. That This is the project that I was knitting in the linen yarn. And kestrel. I have since sent yes the kestrel, and I have since sent that sweater oh, off to I didn't the designer. Get to see it. Oh, you did it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> also, I have since sent that sweater off to its new home. So I am hoping that it is well received, and we shall see what becomes of it. It was a fun, fun knit for me. Number one, because I got to be involved a little bit in helping her work on her pattern which i do enjoy and also i got to work in a completely new yarn that i probably would never have picked up on my own which was nice and makes me realize that i do need to stretch my boundaries and try try a few new fibers for some summer tops which i, I really would like to yeah me we'll too. be talking about that later on in the podcast as well yep I've heard several really, really great reviews about the Kestrel yarn from Quince and Company. A lot of people who have purchased it for summer clothes because it is 
does have a fairly high price point. Mm -hmm. So to knit an entire sweater with it, I'd have to save the yarn budget for a while. But, you know, for tanks and stuff, it's more economical and they just love the yarn. Mm -hmm. Did you like it? I did. I think the linens that I have seen before have been fingering weight type yarns. And so this one with its chain construction, it was thicker, it knit up more quickly, and it just felt really nice. See, that's my thing with linen is I don't like the feel of it on my hands. This one felt different, I think because of the chain construction. There is a little more give to it when you were knitting with it. It didn't feel like you were knitting with crunchy postal twine or yeah, something like yeah. that macrame twine which is what a lot of times i feel like i'm knitting with when i knit with fibers that have no give me too okay well good so that was kestrel yeah okay i have finished right. yes what so have many you things. have finished so many things so let's hear it yeah and i'm going to keep the laundry list short so a lot of these were a result of the christmas and july knit along which i'm really enjoying i'm not complaining that i got sucked into <laughs> that at all <laughs> I no, knit. you've you've had a good time with that. I have. So it's been one week since the knit along started, and I cast on and finished the modicum mitts, which is a pattern by Rachel Roden. It's a four purchase pattern on Ravelry. She actually made the pattern to go with the little Madeline Tosh tea cake sampler you can buy at Jimmy Bean's Wool, mm -hmm. which comes with I don't know how many little skeins of Madeline Tosh Tosh Marina light in coordinating colors. So the mitts are little stripes of you know contrasting colors that have a little rice stitch so you do color work on every third row every fourth row and it's just every other stitch is the other color so it's very simple color work very very fun pattern i really enjoyed it and i used fingering weight leftovers from my stash in all of my nice. favorite colors so mm -hmm. they were all indie dyed yarns that i just love and even though I had intended to enter this into their knit along, I'm not going to because I decided that I'm gifting these to a friend this very weekend instead of holding on to them till Christmas. They're just too cute to sit in anyone's closet for six months. So that's the Modica Mitts by Rachel Roden. The other two patterns that I knit several of are the Minikins Ornaments by Wooly Wormhead. Free pattern on Ravelry. You can knit it with any weight yarn. I used fingering weight yarn, and these adorable little Christmas elf hats are about, what, inch and a half high, including the I-cord loop at the top. They're adorable. I knit five of those, and I luckily have some, it's the height of Charlene's thumb plus the I-cord loop. I knit five of them using different green and red yarn, fingering weight that was in my stash, and then I have one skein of a white yarn that is perfect for these hats. They're just so adorable, and these things knit up in like, an hour, hour and 15 minutes maybe by the time you're done weaving in ends. Highly recommend the pattern. It's really fun. And the next one, I also knit, I think, seven of these are the Oh So Soft Washcloths. Another free pattern on Ravelry. This one is by Teresa Grant. And I, these are crocheted. I crocheted several of these a few years ago as baby gifts. And I've had these two skeins of random yarn in my stash. It's Classic Elite Camden Cotton, and it's discontinued, but my aunt, her knitting charity group, they don't use cotton for their charity knits, so they passed this on to me, and I've always wondered what I should make with it, because we determined it's not coarse, but it's definitely good for scrubby 
type it's, of things. It's rough enough for a scrubby. Yeah, so I'm knitting these as dishcloths instead of washcloths, and I figured for Christmas I could give them to people with a little sample size, like organic soap. You know, if you're right. going to go green and use a handmade kitchen dishcloth, yeah. you know, use some organic soap. So these are, and the pattern is lickety split. I can crochet one of these in about an hour and 15 minutes, including weaving in the ends. Yeah, I'm going to look up that pattern. And it's it's also nice, like we've said many times on the podcast, to switch from one craft to another mm -hmm. because it does work different muscles, gives some muscles a rest while the other ones are flexing and contracting, etc., relaxing and contracting. So another pattern I highly recommend, and mine, if you look at my pictures on Ravelry, I'm not doing the edging because I just think it looks cool the way it is. And I think for scrubbing purposes, it's probably better to have not the rough edge, but, you know, not as finished of an edge. Mm -hmm. So that's the only modification I made to those. Again, that's the oh-so-soft washcloth. And I also knit a baby sweater since the last time we recorded. My, not my nephew, my cousin and his wife are expecting, I mentioned this a while ago when I knit a baby hat, I realized I had enough yarn to knit a baby sweater. And I knit the baby vertebrae, which is a four-purchase pattern by Kelly Brooker. She has lots of very, very popular baby sweaters out there on Ravelry. And this was such an easy, fun knit. Talk about an easy first sweater. Oh my goodness. I knit it, I think it was maybe 300 yards of oh, worsted wow. weight, maybe. That's a good tip. And it was super fast, super easy. You do know how to have to know how to pick up stitches to do the knit on ribbed portion that goes around the body. But it's a great pattern great little baby sweater. I like the fact it's open front and it the fronts don't come together. So it's intended so when the baby's laying on its stomach, it doesn't have a bunch of fabric underneath. Mm -hmm. And if the baby happens to spit up, it doesn't get all over the sweater. It gets mm -hmm. all over the t-shirt, mm -hmm. you know, so that was another plus. My babies had a lot of issues that way. So. <laughs> doll babies? That's normal. Yeah, I think some more than others. So that was one thing I finished that, again, I really liked. And I finished two hats, another pattern I highly recommend. The name of the pattern is I Was a Teenage Mutant. <laughs> Weird name, I know. It's from a book by Alex Tinsley, which we will be reviewing fairly soon. And the name of the book is Doomsday Knits. I really like a lot of the patterns in this book. Don't let the cover put you off because the cover of the book would not inspire me to want to open the book, but great patterns inside. And this hat, is fantastic. You cast on, you knit, and then you kitchener it closed at the top. So it kind of folds in on itself, a double fold at the top. It's really cool and it's really easy. It's one of the simplest hats I've ever knit. You don't need to know how to decrease. You don't need to know how to increase. There is garter, there is stockinette, there's kitchener stitch. And kitchener stitch is really simple. So if you've been intimidated by it, you shouldn't be. It's really easy. I think I'll try knitting one of those before, before we, we review. do the book. Mm -hmm. yeah. I've knit two. I knit one with charity yarn. Oh, the gas gardeners are lighting up next door. <laughs> if you can hear that wee whacker. So I knit one for charity in a charity acrylic. And then I knit another for a gift for a friend with a yarn called Stonehenge Farms Crazy Mill Ends that shifts in color. And it's really a nice yarn. You love Stonehenge fibers, yeah, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, they're I worth do. it. It's awesome yarn, you guys. So... Great pattern, great yarn, and we're going to pause to get rid of that weed whacker noise. 
So that was the summary of what I have finished, and we've closed lots of windows, but there is still some weed whacking going on in the background. So we wanted to take a moment. We are going to do two reviews today, but before we start the reviews, we did want to thank everybody for all the fantastic chatter that's been going on in the Colors of Fall knit along thread. Yeah, lots and lots of great really activity. Fun. Really fun. I've been spending a lot of downtime reading all the messages mm -hmm. and catching up. It's been really fun to read about the colors of fall and the comments about our Hohi episode, too. Yeah, it has been a lot of fun reading, I agree. Yeah. And I also wanted to give the update that as of this morning, we have five FOs already. So we have some beautiful sweaters and shawls and lots of great styled pictures. And they, you guys. they put it I out with it. their outfit. Yeah, I think that's my favorite thing, seeing everybody's finished style looks. Well, I yeah. I love that. And I get love ideas it, it. that way, too. Yes, exactly. Fantastic. So exactly. thank you, all of you who are participating. And I can't believe we already have sweater finished objects. I know. That's. Just, that's Wow. Yeah. That's all I when you say. said that, wow. I kind of got that crushed look. So, oh, really? <laughs> it's good. And there are some thank yous that we'd like to give too. There have been some fabulous gifts that arrived for me and Charlene. And thank you so much to Amy, who is Quixotic Pixels on Ravelry. She made us the most adorable little notions bags. And they were just such, all these things, you know, when they arrive in the mail are just the coolest presents and Absolutely. I just feel like a little kid oh my gosh I got a present oh my gosh oh my I gosh and then you get to unwrap it and then you get to admire it and then you get to show it to your family and your friends and that is that's already gotten use so that yeah. one I'm going to get a lot of use super of. super cute and Amy I have to tell you when I opened that I was in the car with my daughter and her friend and I happened to be to be wearing a dress that matched the one you intended for Charlene. And the girls were like, oh, you could just keep both of them, Mommy. Like, no, 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 I can't do that. <laughs> but it was very funny, the, the, the coordinating colors. And CG, who is also CG on Ravelry, she sent us handmade soap from Dominica, where she was with her husband for several months. months. They were that hand... Awesome. You tell the story because you were the recipient. Well, they were actually hand-delivered by someone who was visiting Dominica, but lives in Santa Cruz, and CG sent the package back with him, and he brought it into the yarn store where I work. I was not there that day, but he dropped it off for me, and I got a text from somebody who was working that day saying, there's a package that smells wonderful here for you, <laughs> so I was very curious. And we got the soaps, and they smell fantastic. And I have to admit that I haven't actually used one yet because they smell so good. I've been tucking them in with my sweaters. That's what I do they too. Smell so and my drawers. Good. Yeah, they're yeah. they're amazing. And I loved your jungle wrapping paper, CJ. Ah! <laughs> it was very funny. <laughs> yes. And we both received a pattern, a hohi pattern, from. Georgiana, who is delightfully odd on Ravelry. And yes. thank you so thank much. You that was so very much. sweet. That really was awesome. That Made was my day. Yeah, mine too. That was following our Hoki episode. So I suspect there's a tie in there. <laughs> we also received a very, I didn't expect it at all, awesome gift from Sue of Invictus Yarns. I was admiring her yarns at Stitches West, and I did purchase some for a friend but I didn't happen to buy any for myself that day. 
And an episode a couple times ago, Charlene was commenting on how some of these big, beautiful shawls are 600-yard requirements Mm -hmm. for yarn, Mm -hmm. and that the regular fingering weight skein is usually about 400 yards, thus you'd have to buy two, and you have a lot of leftovers. So you can tell this story because you were coordinating with Sue. Well, Sue PM'd me on Ravelry and commented that they had jumbo skeins that were 600 yards and perfect for some of these shawls that required the more larger amount, a more intermediate amount, more like a skein and a half of regular fingering. And would we like to try one? And I said, yes, we would love to try one. And I arranged with her to have her send a couple shawls and colors that Gail and I liked. Skeins. Skeins, yes. And Yes, did I say shawls? You said shawls. (laughs) A couple skeins in colors that Gail and I liked. And I wanted to say thank you because the skeins arrived the day that I had surgery. And I've been, haven't been that active online and haven't had a chance to say thank you in person yet. So I just wanted to mention that. And we are looking forward to casting on something wonderful with these skeins. And you will hear more about them when we use them. I think mine's going to become my Imagine Wind shawl. Mm, I'm pretty sure. I Charlene got a beautiful purple, and I got the most amazing turquoise that yes. just like screams my name. <laughs> it was it blew me away. It's so beautiful that I was gasping. And I had Josie wind yarn for me this weekend, and that was one of the skeins that got wound. Oh. It did not sit around in the hank. It's going to get cast <laughs> on soon. So, thank you so much to all of you who are so very generous and wonderful and and sweet and yeah and all the all the friending every time you guys friend us or send us a pm (laughs) or make a nice comment it just makes our day it really does does. so many thanks go out to all of you so we are going to do two reviews today because we have received speaking of receiving lovely things jocelyn often sends us books newer books knitting, and sometimes crochet, Mm -hmm. for review. And thank you, Jocelyn. We're going to review two today. The first one is Knits That Breathe. And I'm going to let Charlene pronounce the author's name or the designer's (laughs) name. The designer is Julie Terjeman. And I believe I pronounced that correctly. And Julie has previously released patterns on Ravelry. I looked her up and two of her most popular ones are Undercover of Midnight, which was from a collection entitled Vampire Knits. And then she had a open cardigan published in Knitty First Fall 2011 called Quercus, which oh, was certainly. actually one that I had considered knitting. And I, it's still it's still a possibility for me. I, I actually quite like that. It's actually a cabled vest or short sleeve tunic that is open front and it's very nice i remember i printed out the pattern for it but then you had to click extra to print out the charts and so when i printed out the pattern i had neglected to print out the charts so i didn't cast i wasn't able to cast it on at the time and so i still have the pattern print out so that's how close i got yeah if i print it then it's pretty much done (laughs) but this book knits that breathe it says 12 breezy projects to keep you cool and i actually wanted to read one of the paragraphs from the introduction oh good so let me bring up the book and we have an 
electronic version of the book and I'm on my iPad. Bear with me because I'm not the iPad Pro that most people are, <laughs> but I'm working on it. So the main, the theme of the book is knitwear that's knit in different fabric that's not animal-based, so they're mostly plant-based fibers, cotton, linen, bamboo, viscose, etc., which are meant to be breathable fabrics that are meant to keep you cool when it's hot out and to help you regulate your body temperature. And there were <laughs> there are little comments made to to reference menopause without actually saying oh, menopause that's in right. the introduction. That's right. So she's one of the lines that I thought was hysterical. The thought occurred to me, perhaps it's no accident that the garment we call a sweater contains the word sweat. And that's something I'd never noticed before. So pretty funny. So here's the paragraph I wanted to read. Yes, really, whatever your reason, life in a warm and humid climate, an unpredictable internal thermostat, or sensitivity to animal fibers, Knits That Breathe has you covered. Within these pages is a collection of 12 light as air, figure flattering and beautifully draping garments garments that keep you cool while flaunting your knitting skills, varied construction techniques and details such as strategically placed lace or practical pockets keep the designs engaging but never frustrating. And looking through the patterns, well, first I liked the fiber resource guide that's in the beginning. Mm -hmm. It's a chart that gives you one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different fiber types, everything from bamboo to 10 cell. It describes the source, how it takes dye, so how you know how well it absorbs dye. If it's moisture wicking or not, almost all of them are. How well it drapes, the hand of the yarn, the elasticity. She has information about the antimicrobial and antibacterial properties, whether it's absorbent or evaporative, susceptible to mildew, and some of them are, so it's very nice that she includes that information. Whether it's temperature regulating material, the breathability, and they're all breathable. Blends well with other fibers, they all do. If it's non-allergenic, and the strength of the fiber. And I think the strength factor is really good as well. Um, she does say that they're all good, excellent, or highly resilient. So all good information because if you're like me, you don't know much about the plant-based fibers. So it's, it's a good reference chart to get, actually get your bearings as opposed to you're not going to learn much until you actually knit with them, probably, but really good reference in the beginning of the book. And of the 12 patterns, they vary from tunics, tees, cardigans, there's one shrug, and there are some tank tops. So quite a wide variety of different garment styles. And which ones did you like? Well, let's see. The or what else did one, you observe from the book? Well, the first one that I wanted to mention that I liked and we were talking about this a little bit before, and perhaps I like it because it is more of a t-shirt, almost a sweater rather than a tank. It wants to be a sweater. It I wants think. to be a sweater rather yeah. than a tank top. Is the Zephyr tunic tee, and that is made in a yarn called Lorna's Laces Pearl, which is a silk bamboo blend, which I have never actually seen. I haven't So one of the things that I think this book ultimately will help me with is maybe just expanding my horizons a little bit because in the past few years I have become very wool centric. I just want to knit with wool because it's comfortable. My stitches look really nice in wool. I know what to expect in wool and I haven't gone beyond that. And as I mentioned earlier, 
trying the linen was a good first step for me. So maybe it's time for me to also look for something else. And I, I have wanted to make summer tops before, but I just haven't found yarns to try yet. So the yarns that are used in this book, I'm going to start keeping my eye out for them so that I can hopefully see something in person because I would never, I don't want to order it sight unseen, of course. Yeah. But the Zephyr tunic tee is definitely one that I think I would like to try as to whether I think it would be good for Santa Cruz weather. Too. I agree. So. Yeah. <laughs> so finding appropriate yarn will be my challenge for that. Let's see. I also liked two other tops. One of them is called Iced Frappuccino. And the other one is called Pacific Coast Tunic. Ooh, I love that one too. Yeah. Now the Iced Frappuccino is more of a traditional tank top I guess because it's got it's it's sleeveless but it's not these are not I want to emphasize these aren't youthful spaghetti strap tank tops no. these are tops that real women would wear yeah and I don't want to say mature women because that doesn't give the right connotation no, but these not are at all. these are age appropriate for all ages not from forever 21 yeah. tops yeah I spent a lot of time in Forever 21 with my teenage daughter. So. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> why I want to say these aren't because I don't really have a desire to knit myself a spaghetti strap tank top because that's not something that I would get a lot of use out of. I can go to Target or Forever 21 and buy those if I yeah. want those. Yeah. But something like this, this is a nice top that I could wear in many situations. And I really like the ice frappuccino. And let me go. So Pacific Coast is on page 43. Oh, one other thing I like. There is a link on each of the main pattern pages that says, go to patternonravelry.com, which oh. I think is ingenious. So you can tap that link and it takes you to the project page or pattern page on Ravelry. So you can see all the other FOs. So you can I see how they like look on other too. bodies, etc. So I thought that was fantastic, Julie. Really. I did clever. like that too. I do wish that there were a couple places that I wish the PDF were linked. I noticed in the table of contents the patterns were linked, but not all the other sections were linked. Oh. At least in the version that I have, I, I should see if there's an update to it. But I like PDFs that are ex very fully functional yeah, and I do everything. Too is linked yeah and I, i'm particular because i used to link pdfs in an old job that i did and it's very easy to do and you can you can have everything linked, and i like that so <laughs> but the pacific coast tunic how would you describe this one you liked this one as well i did so what i liked about it is the interesting details so the design elements there are some buttons that are used strategically at the collar and in the center back at the top that I thought were really cute, mm -hmm. really good button details. And it looks hor it looks like the that it's striped because I think it's just a different stitch pattern across the front. So let me see. Raised seams, it says, unique construction technique features a short row shaped side hem, raised seams, and graduated horizontal stripes that add up to a textured sleeveless tunics, uh, tunic with figure-flattering architectural lines. And I agree. It's just a unique top. And 
in our climate, I could see actually getting some use out of this. And which one, this is knit in, I wrote it down on my list, Tencel Tape Yarn, which I've never used, but it looks interesting. It does look interesting, and it obviously drapes very, very well. nicely. Yeah. The top looks like it would be cool, but still stylish. I really like it. Really, Boo is really making like an appearance. There he is. He's almost rubbing up against the microphone. He hasn't been around for an appearance in a while. Hey, Boo. He just popped in. He was outside. Not being terrorized by the mockingbird today? I no, I think the chicks have fledged. Oh, good. And so he is... Yeah, Hello. He's, he's, he's not being love. chased. <laughs> he's a love. So Pacific Coast. Again, I think it's something that we could get some actual use out of here. If I could find and wanted to use that kind of yarn. Mm -hmm. Although you could knit it with other yarns, of course. I don't know if you'd get the same drape, like you said. It drapes beautifully. So, and the other pattern that I really liked was pochette, which means little pockets in French. And <laughs> Boo is stepping on my oh. iPad. <laughs> the pattern is going in and out and in and out and in and out. And I really like pochette. It's very, very interesting. It is a tunic and top down set in sleeve type of construction with a little bit of a v-neck but it has an extra piece of fabric that you lift up kind of i'm trying to see what the construction notes are the extra fabric you actually pull around to the sides to make the pocket now the sample that they did is two colors so that the bottom uh, the bottom back and then the pockets are knit in a contrasting color i don't think i would do a contrasting color i think i would do all the same color but it's knit in a very, very fine-looking yarn, Shibui Linen, which I actually have a skein of that at home that I purchased to swatch and see what I like, if I like knitting with it. And this just looks interesting. It looks like something that we could get a lot of use out of mm -hmm. in Santa Cruz over leggings, etc. And because it makes so. a very sheer fabric. You can it clearly does. see it's through. It's really nice, though. Mm -hmm. really, it looks really so nice. cool and drapey, and it could almost be a beach cover-up, too, if you made it a little bit longer. It has some nice princess-seeming details in the back, so it does have some shaping, and I just like it. It's a different look. It's It kind of reminds me of the Liesel I just finished, yet not it exactly. Does. Yeah, it, it does. kind of has that same air yeah. to it, Yeah. and I really love my Liesel, you guys. I've been wearing that so much this summer. I love that pattern. So this one reminds me of that. Since I love Liesel, it makes me think I might want to knit pochette as well. <laughs> So were there any others in there that you thought you might knit? Well, to me, I I do kind of think the, the piece that I kept going back to again and again was the pink one. I like that too, but I just don't know if I could pull off the I don't think I, yeah, I don't know if I could either. It's called Flutterby. And it has little fluttery wings butterfly kind of like Liesel the the yes the pointy points sides. that come down but much more exaggerated yes. this one has like a whole little triangle that almost looks like a ruffle it. yes and it's really pretty it is it's really pretty it. on and the color is very attractive and mm -hmm. it looked the color looks very attractive on the model it was styled just right and so that to me was kind of the piece that i kept coming back to like you said i don't know if it's something that i would make but i kept, i did keep coming back to that piece i i kind of thought of that one as a signature piece for the book 
it's funny. That's the first one I wrote down that I would want to knit. And I kept flipping back to it also. Mm -hmm. And I kept my end result was I just don't think I would wear that because unless I knit less fabric in the handkerchief Mm -hmm. hem part, then I would maybe knit it because that really reminds me of Liesl as well. Mm -hmm. And I would get a lot of wear out of that if it had a little less, I think, on the sides. And I'd want to knit it a little bit longer in the back. More of a tunic length, although yeah. it looks tunicky in the front. It and does. I like the neck detail, too. I just, do, too. It's re- I, I really like it. And that one yeah. is knit in a silk lace yarn. Yep, so you know that silk. it's going to be very drapey and light. And I have a personal issue with that, too. I don't like wearing 100% silk anything. I, I'm a sweat. I sweat with a capital <laughs> S. I don't glisten. And I just don't do silk very well. It overheats me, and I don't think I'd be able to knit a hundred percent silk garment and actually get any wear out of it, mm. unfortunately. So I'd have to I'd have to sub a yarn that would be drapey as well. But you gotta love the sheen of that silk. It's just so pretty. Mm-hmm. It is. It really is. It really is. And we'll put a link to this both in Ravelry and to. Julie's website. We're not going to take the time to mention every pattern, but I definitely think that you should take a look at yeah, this on Ravelry. Yeah. It's definitely worth looking at. And if you are experiencing summer temperatures where you cannot wear your knits, then this I think is is a good option. Yeah, I, think I think there so are too. a lot of us like me or a lot of knitters like me who tend to be wool centric and in the summertime, they don't wear their knits, and everyone's lamenting, I can't wear my knits, I wish I could wear my knits. And let's, there are so many new fibers out there, and so many new formulations of the fibers, such as the linen yarn that I mentioned earlier, new, new techniques to put these fibers together into yarn, that it might be worth it for all of us to re-examine that wool bias and take a look and try a summer top. <laughs> or at the very least, you know, get a skein of a yarn you've never tried before just to swap with it. Yeah. Make a hat or mm-hmm. make something else just to see if you like the yarn. Yeah. Which is, I'm going to do that with my Shibui linen, but I'm really happy that I did knit the Liesel in that 100% cotton. I think I mentioned when I first discussed it that it pilled quite a bit when I washed mm-hmm. it. I washed it a second time and most of the pills are gone. So super happy with the yarn and the project and it's actually a knit I will wear in the summertime which I didn't really think I would ever have those yeah exactly and I think that has in between this book and seeing Seeing your garment Mm -hmm. it's really inspired me to think about trying something new well and if anyone is interested in trying different yarns another cool thing is to look at all the different patterns that People have knit using the Kestrel and the Sparrow, which I believe is the name of the other linen Quince and Company yarn, because a lot of designers, since it is summertime, have been releasing patterns that use those two yarns mm-hmm. that are really beautiful, figure flattering on all different body types. And, you know, there are sweaters, there are tanks, there are cardigans, you know, flowy, drapey, all of them. I mean, there aren't any like super tight clingy sweaters in those fabrics so i just think it's worth it's worth glancing around if you're curious so that was knits that breathe and the next book we're reviewing is called mystic shawls and this is by anna dalvey 
and the book is from Cooperative Press, which we were again given by the awesome Jocelyn. And this one has 14 epic shawls. And boy, do we mean epic. Yeah. She apparently started as a knit-along designer. She said in her intro that she loved the idea of knit-alongs. And she did her first one and was looking for more and couldn't find any. So decided to start her own. So every shawl in the book was a knit-along or a mystery knit-along that she hosted. And I think she said the first one, she would have been happy if she had 20 people knit-along. Yeah. And there were 1,200 yeah, or 1,400 people. That's amazing to me because yeah. you never know how many people join these mystery knit-alongs. And, and that's a lot I of people. I have no idea. Wow. Yeah. So Anna Dalby. And let's see. <sighs> well, her two most popular designs are the Mystic Light Shawl and the Mystic Waters Shawl. Okay. Both of those are from this book. So I'm not sure if those shawls came out individually and then she put them together or if maybe... Well, actually, I she sells did. them separately. Yeah. That's what it is. You can also buy them separately or as a collection. So if you only have one that you want, then you can buy it separately. But for the price of the book, if you want to make two shawls, then you might as well just buy the whole collection. Yeah. And I think it was interesting to me. I was, I do knit lace. I do enjoy knitting lace sometimes. I haven't been in a mindset to knit lace in a long time, but I do know how to read a lace pattern. I do know how to knit a lace or read from a lace chart, but this book has a lot of charts for each shawl each shawl they are epic. you There's have no joke you have to be comfortable reading charts because each shawl has multiple charts and the only thing i can say is that charted labor of love because yes. these charts are amazing well <laughs> what i wanted to say about the charts though be, there are a lot of them because remember they were released in knit along form so you're getting so you're clues getting parts and you're yes. getting parts of a chart so nobody ever it, well, of course, unless they purchased the pattern after the knit-along, they weren't purchasing it as one set of charts. They were getting charts with every Pieces, clue. Yeah. So it's not as overwhelming. Whereas I looked at this and I thought, oh my goodness gracious, you'd have to keep track of so many things. But man, the end results are just phenomenal. They really are. And when I first opened the book to the table of contents, it's stunning because... The way they were photographed was perfect mm -hmm. for a knitter. The you don't you really don't even notice the model and what the model is wearing. I think in most pictures she's either wearing it looks like black or a neutral color and then the shawl is the only pop of color in the photograph so you see the shawl and, and the lace pattern and the lace yeah. pattern and as a knitter, I love photography like this where the knitting is the star, where you can see what the garment is that the pattern is for. I love it. So I just want to say that the photography was perfect for this. Absolutely perfect. And they're beautiful. Just they beautiful. Are incredible. And they are all different shapes too. I have not been drawn to triangular shawls so much lately because I just I have a harder time wearing those and styling them. But she had triangular rectangular, circular, square, and crescent. So just about every shawl shape that you could want. And she had them both in lace weight and fingering weight yarns. She even had one two-color shawl, I believe. Yeah, so, 
And then I think there was one shawl that asked for 400 yards. There were a couple shawls that were a little bit more in the 700, 750. And then I believe the rest of them were more in the 1,000 yard plus category. So we're talking, for the most part, big shawls too. Yes. Yeah, they're not little bandit style shawlettes. They are shawls with a capital S for sure. And there were two that really, really stood out to me. And actually, they both strangely were stoles. And the first one was Mystic Meadows. And the second one was Mystic Earth. And Mystic Earth, it's really cool. It had a section, a different lace pattern section for each season of the year. And it just, I loved that idea. And I loved how it looked. And I also liked the kind of background stitch to that one. So that, that would have had to, I would say, is my favorite favorite in the book. And I'm trying to bring up Misty Meadows right now to remind myself exactly what beautiful. See, I'm looking at the table of contents. It's like, oh, they're all so pretty. How <laughs> they I are. Just pick one. And you're completely right about the photography because you can see, 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 see the lace patterns. Mm-hmm. And some of them have many different lace patterns. So to be able to see them so clearly is really a, a testament to yes. the skills of the photographer. Yeah, I really liked that. Yeah. Oh, Misty Meadow. Oh, yeah. It's a. It's like it has mesh on the edges, and it's more of an open lace to me. And oh, it's just fantastic. <laughs> I can't even begin to describe it, but it's so so pretty. One of the ones that I liked was Mystic Embers. And they all start with Mystic. Yes. (laughs) And it was supposed to be um, glowing embers, fire. Let's see. Fires, campfires, she mentions. And that one also, like like the ones you liked, is a rectangular stole. It's got big diamond motifs in the middle. But then I really like the the airy open stitch along the outside of the diamonds and it's knit in this fire dark red mm-hmm. it's just gorgeous it's absolutely gorgeous and the charts oh my gosh the charts for this are just amazing i think that it is very intimidating to think about publishing a lace pattern because it is so easy to make mistakes in a lace chart or in a lace pattern. One number off or one space off can be intimidating. And these charts just look amazing to me. Well, and you know they've been tested by thousands of people, Mm -hmm. so you know there aren't any mistakes in these too, which is a huge bolster for me. It's like, well, I know that there aren't any errors in this, so I'm not going to be intimidated by... I haven't looked to see if there was errata. It would be amazing, though, if there weren't. (laughs) But she would have incorporated into the book, probably. I'm assuming that. But there was something else when you said, oh, the charts. There are not written directions. There are only charted directions. So you have to So you have to have a plan for following charts, whether you're a person who prints out your charts and uses a post-it or a pen, colored pens, or if you're an electronic chart person and you use an app. Yes. Oh, Oh. Boo just knit knit over the microphone. Knocked over the microphone. Hey, buddy. See, he so wants to be a part of the podcast today that he just like, he's moving, he's laying on top of the microphone cord. So we are still recording though. 
Oh, he's so cute. He's laying on my yarn. And I he's can't just... believe how lovey-dovey he is right he now. Is a doll. Oh my goodness. He's so cute. Oh, anyway, sorry. This is not a cat podcast. <laughs> he's so cute, though. <laughs> and we know some of you love boo appearances, so now he's rolling all over the place if you can hear him. But oh. that was Mystic Shawls by, by Anna, Anna Dalvey. And definitely worth, like we said about Knits That Breathe, it's worth looking on the Ravelry page for the book just to see the amazing work these designers have done. It really is. I I really recommend looking at both because I feel like both of them are somewhat, I mean, to, to take on a project like a shawl, like you really have to be comfortable with charts. You really Mm -hmm. have to want the shawl because these are big shawls. So it's definitely worth taking a look at, even if it's to step outside of your normal knitting zone to think about trying something new and the same applies to the previous publication it might be stepping outside of your normal knitting zone to try a new fiber to try a summertime garment both well worth trying looking at thinking about and they're both actually very well designed to be knit during the summer exactly because they're not big bulky piles of wool in your lap in the heat you know i'm looking at charlene's ipad and there's a rectangular stole from mystic shawls that's displayed right now that would actually make a beautiful valance too like a Mm -hmm. beautiful knit piece of home decor yeah because i think the thing that i've liked most the, the two stoles that i commented on and the one you did the mesh work on the outside to me that's like white space mm-hmm. white space around a beautiful painting yeah. you know that makes the artwork itself yeah. pop yeah so just had to comment on that because i'm <laughs> staring at it right now as i'm petting boo so that ends our review and thus the episode and i just want to say thank you for bearing with me today i know i've been a little off my game as i am in recovery mode and i want to thank my podcasting partner for carrying the episode for me as I faded a little bit (laughs) in and out. Now I've, I've been a little low energy and Gail has really picked it up. I keep trying to remind her that she is, she has lost an organ. She should be resting. She should be recovering. She's overdoing it. So (laughs) recording is fine. Yes. Recording is just sitting. So that was permitted. And I've been petting my boo. Yeah. Petting the kitty and animals gives you comfort exactly yeah so thank you so much for listening you guys happy knitting until we're back and i hope you're enjoying your summer or if you're fiona or others in australia and other parts of the world hope you're enjoying your winter (laughs) thanks Thanks and we'll see you next time happy knitting bye bye you can find us on itunes at yarniacs podcast visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com We have a growing Ravelry group, and you can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs. Goodbye and good knits!